Welcome, everyone. I'm Mike Sag from University of Alabama at Birmingham, and along with Jeff Lennox from here at Emory University, welcome to the 20th IASUSA Symposium in Atlanta. Atlanta was one of the first uh, ISUSA cities that we came to for updates, and if you think back over 20 years, a lot has happened in a good way. And the point of these um, sessions is to update uh, everyone on what's new in HIV research and how can we apply it to our practices. Um, we've been working uh, very hard on uh, trying to pull together uh, the most current topics, and this is a lot is based on your evaluation forms from not just last year, but from prior years. And that's what I think helps keep the course relevant and on target, hopefully, for what you're looking for today. We're trying something a little bit different today. Um, we um, are having a f one or two fewer talks, but are allowing the speakers that we do have, instead of speaking for 25 to 30 minutes, to go to 40 minutes, so we get a more comprehensive review, then we'll have time for questions and answers. And we'd like your feedback on the evaluation forms about how that, um, how that works for you. So the ISUSA, for those of you who are new to the course, is a really special organization. It's a 501c3 whose sole mission is to provide education to providers who are on the front lines of treating uh, HIV, HCV, and other viral diseases. It's now the International Antiviral Society USA. And uh, what, was, what was really fascinating for me kind of watching this over the years is that um, when it was found that its, its purpose was carried out by having uh, multiple funders who made products that might be talked about in the course of, of the day, uh, be required to fund. In other words, one single company funding, wouldn't, we couldn't do the symposium. So there's always multiple funders, and that helps us uh, maintain balance, which is very important to uh, uh, our operations. And as you now know, through all the rules that have been coming down, uh, this kind of concept was a bit ahead of its time. A couple of housekeeping things. Uh, of course, we all have our devices um, that we carry around beepers and cell phones, please uh, put them on stun mode so that they uh, aren't disturbing. If you do get a call, because I know it's a Friday and uh, everyone's got busy practices, <clears throat> please uh, take the call out into the foyer so that uh, people sitting next to you don't have to listen to you uh, uh, fight through your insurance company approvals. Um, try not to congregate in the doors uh, so that we can have free flow in and out. Uh, and. It's okay. I think we have enough spaces now about saving chairs, so we'll skip that one. There are 5.75 CME credits for physicians and 5.5 nursing contact hours. I have no idea why they're different, but I'm sure there's a really good reason. Uh, but you have to fill out your individual forms and turn them in at the end, uh, and that way that you'll get your uh, certificate mailed to you uh, or emailed one of the two in the next uh, several weeks. On pages 6 and 7 of your syllabus, that's where that information is. I mentioned the funders. Here they are. And you see we have quite a number. Um, uh, Janssen or Janssen used to be Tebatech, so if you're not familiar with seeing that name, uh, they're all part of the Johnson & Johnson family of companies. Um, by CME, uh, ACCME, uh, regulations uh, obviously need to inform you that some of the discussions that you're going to hear today 
might include uh, off-label indications for drugs. It's hard for labels to carry every single indication for which you might be using. Our speakers will try as best they can to point out when they are speaking about a use off-label. Um, and of course, you're always responsible for checking the product information as you use products. I mentioned earlier the evaluation forms. Uh, they really are very important. Uh, Jeff and I and all the board of directors look through almost every single one. Uh, we get an aggregate score of all the speakers and the topics and the content, that the little bubble things you fill out. But also your written comments are summarized, and we get a report every year. And it's very, very important, especially for choosing the topics for next year. So things that we didn't cover this year almost by definition because we cut down on numbers, please tell us about the ones that uh, you, you wanted to hear about that we didn't cover or if you want to hear uh, more about a topic that you did hear today. So I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Lennox at this point, and he's going to take us to the demographics. Jeff. Uh, good morning, everybody. As Mike said, welcome to the 20th course here in Atlanta. And, and we're going to go through the standard demographics questions. So you've answered these before if you've been to any of our previous courses. And we like to track it from year to year and make sure that we're satisfying the needs of our audience. So if you can please answer the first question, what's your academic training or background? Okay, so it looks like uh, mostly physicians, nurse practitioners, uh, professional nurses, et cetera. Uh, the usual about 8% pharmacists, which is good. Okay, next slide. What is your primary specialty? As you can tell, we're playing the TV theme songs, which Mike is an expert in. So far, I haven't recognized any of them. How about you, Mike? No? Okay. It's from an elevator next door. Okay. So if an infectious diseases, internal medicine, and family medicine, pediatrics. Okay, good. Next slide. Okay, what's the one most appropriate description of the setting where you currently work? Great. So we have a lot of people from hospital, group practice, and community-based clinics. And because of the proximity of the CDC, we always get a big crowd from the CDC. So I'd like to welcome our, fed our fellow uh, government employees and uh, hope that you can get your travel from the CDC to here paid for, given the recent, uh, recent uh, controversies. Next slide. And how many HIV-infected patients do you currently manage? And that tracks very closely, I think, with previous years where, you know, the number one answer is usually somewhere around 100 to 300 or 300 to 500. So it's impressive that we have a, almost a quarter of our uh, 
attendees that manage more than 500 patients. And we always have a smattering of people that aren't directly involved in patient care management but are otherwise uh, helping with the management of the patients. Next. And our most important one, did you attend the retrovirus meeting this year? If so, we would like to get you up here and do the lectures for us so we can all go out for coffee. Okay, great. Very similar to previous years, about 5% have and the majority didn't. So hopefully you'll see a lot of new and interesting information. And this year, as Mike mentioned, we'll have a lot more in-depth discussion and you know, opportunities for questions. I think that's the last slide. Let's go. Is that the last slide? Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Have you already attended a post-CROI update? Great, very similar to previous years. Okay, I think that's our last slide and I'll turn it over to Mike to introduce our first speaker.